If you hadn't picked up one of these little art things, they're, they're over here and out out front, everywhere, faith and discipline. This is the uh, sort of topic of, of, of message for the year, and we will stick with them. Today we are on discipline number three, the disciplines of our faith, Matthew 21, verses 18 to 22. Uh, if you'll read along with me, that'll be cool. I mean, you don't have to read out loud, but I mean, it's going to be up there. Here we go, 18, early in the morning. As he was returning to the city, he was hungry. Let's talk about Jesus. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. At once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus answered them, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you'll not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it'll be done. And if you believe, you'll receive whatever you asked for in prayer. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for this day, a day, God, that, that we have this privilege of gathering for worship. God, a, a time, an appointed time, a time set aside. God, that we might just stop and turn down the noise of the world around us and that we might uh, pay attention. God, so our goal this morning is that we hear from you, that we hear you, that we understand what it is that you are teaching us, particularly through this passage, but through your word. Thank you, God, that you have a purpose, a plan, a design for us. God, that we can understand and, and to be able to live out that expectation you have for us. And God, that we might live out our faith. That we might be the people, God, that you've called us to be. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Y'all just take a minute while I move some furniture. Because I will back up over the top of it. I'm going to do my best not to knock your guitar in the floor. Lee. All right, here we go. This is a difficult passage, y'all. Can I go ahead and give you the heads up on that one? I don't care how many commentaries or how many commentators or how many preachers you listen to, you're going to get some different ideas and different opinions, right, about this particular passage. This passage is also, or this account is also found over in Mark. Mark chapter 11, it reads this way. The next day when they went out from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Well, in the Mark account, he goes on to Jerusalem and he went into the temple, began to throw out those buying and selling, and he overturned tables. And we know that account where Jesus flips the tables and runs people out of the, out of the, out of the courtyard there that, are, that have turned it into a, a marketplace. Early in the morning as they were passing by. Now, uh, they, they, whenever it, evening came, this is verse 19, whenever evening came, this is in Mark chapter 11, they would go out of the city early in the morning as they were passing by. They saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Then Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered. Jesus replied, have faith in God. 
Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe that you have received and it, or believe in it, believe that you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven will also forgive you your wrongdoing. Today's discipline, discipline number three, we've dealt with spend time with the master. We've dealt with uh, that we are to live in the word. This is the third discipline of, of living out our faith, of, of being the people that God called us to be, that, that we do the right thing regarding our faith, whether we feel like it or not, okay? Uh, sometimes spending time with the master might not be convenient. Sometimes, sometimes getting alone with God and turning down the noise of the world and, and just focusing our hearts and minds on, on God and, and who he is and what he does and how he loves and all that sort of thing might not be the thing that's the number one priority on our schedule. Sometimes living in the Word, really spending the time in the Word of God that God calls us to spend, to, to make reading and, and dwelling and abiding in His Word a priority in our lives. The third discipline is that we pray in faith. Pray in faith. Now, like I said, Claude King and the guys that wrote the little uh, devotional book, Daily in the Kingdom of God, that I've, I've had for years, and I've preached through it before at other places, and, and that's sort of the, the sixth discipline progression we're working through for these first weeks of 2023. Spend time with the Master, live in the Word, pray in faith. So when we say pray in faith, when we talk about what it means to pray in faith, see, prayer, quite honestly, is easy. Praying's easy. It's easy to just stop and just start talking to God. I know people tell me, say, well, I pray all the time. I like to ask them, well, what's that look like? Well, I pray when I'm driving. Yeah, I pray when I'm driving too, but it's not usually to God. Right? But, but praying, stopping to, to really just in, engage our hearts and minds in conversation with God is not a difficult thing to do. Right? So, so, so when we pray, what is it that, that God wants from us? What is God looking for in mine and your prayers? What is it that God wants to hear from us, right? I mean, if we're going to pray in faith, let's consider prayer first. What does prayer look like? What, what, what are the elements of prayer, right? I mean, you hear a lot of preachers say, well, the first thing you should do in prayer is praise. Give thanks. I mean, Paul tells us that, you know, we ask. If you're going to ask God for something, you're supposed to ask with thanksgiving, okay? So praise and thanksgiving is certainly a component of prayer. That's easy, right? God, I just praise you for oxygen. Thank you. Love it that it happens every day, no matter what. I wake up and there's oxygen. Y'all have heard me do that before, right? Uh, thanksgiving. God, thank you for sunshine. Not today. Right? It's raining. 
a little bit. Thank God for the rain. You see? So, so thanking God's not a difficult thing to do. Praying for others. Man, we keep a list. Wednesday nights, you show up on Wednesday night midweek worship, you're going to get a list of all the prayer requests because we're going to lift people up in prayer. We're going to ask God for things on behalf of others, right? And, and, and a lot of times it, it's almost by a, a sort of a, a routine sort of thing. Well, here's our list. Let's just pray, right? We're just going to pray. Um, we're... we're I hadn't got to the faith part of this yet, okay? But when we pray, we pray with the understanding and the belief, the faith that God's hearing and listening, right? With this understanding that an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God is aware of our prayers, right? So, 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 so far, praying's easy. What about the, the, the petition part of it? Supplication, praying for others. Petition, praying for ourselves. Well, what does that look like? Well, God, what, are, what am I praying for? Here you go. You ready? God, I really don't like where that mountain is. How about move it for me? Right? I mean, is that... That's kind of the context, right? If you tell this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea, you're not going to move the mountain, but it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Do you understand why this is a difficult passage? Can you see how this could get way out of hand in what we ask for? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? A new Mercedes Benz. How many of you remember that song? You're old. You're at least as old as I am. All right? You see my point there? This, this passage can be taken out of the context in which it was intended. It can be taken from the meaning that God intended it to be taken. That Jesus, as he was teaching and moving through the community, and, and, and in this case, moving from Bethany back into the city uh, just in the weeks, just before his death, that he is showing his disciples and teaching his disciples about something. He's not teaching his disciples to be selfish. Okay? He's not teaching his disciples just to ask for whatever they want. He's not teaching his disciples to just make petition and supplication to God just to say, well, my friend asked me to pray for this, so I'm going to pray for it. You see? The pray in faith component of this thing is just bigger than that. Can I tell you what God's teaching? God will do. God will Always do what God wills to do. God's going to do what God's going to do. All right? Now, I've heard those who want to argue the fact that Moses changed God's mind back there in the wilderness. That, that, that somehow that, that if we team up on God, if all the saints pray, Revelation 8, and throw prayers into the altar of God that... We're going to change God's mind. 
have a problem with that, okay? But I'm the first one to tell you this morning that this this passage is a difficult passage, okay? So I'm going to share with you the things that I believe I know with regard to this passage. One, God will do what God wills to do. So in prayer, the task of my heart and spirit is to agree with God. I need in prayer to agree with God, not try to get God to agree with me. I need to ask God, God, this is a problem. This is a dilemma. Uh, I've got health issues. I've got financial issues. I've got job issues. I've got house issues. I've got all of these issues. God, what would you have? Not God, here's what I want. See? So, so prayer is this communication avenue, conduit, this, this opportunity and privilege that God has given us to be in his presence in communication and in communion and that our hearts might be molded and changed, that we might agree with God. Okay? I want to agree with God. Can't be selfish. Can be selfish prayer. We might defend ourselves and say, but, but I'm not being selfish, I'm praying for my friend. Right? Hmm. <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible, but you just got to endure it this morning, okay? What if your friend's prayer is selfish and they've just asked you to join their selfishness? Whew. See? Every one of us stands before God individually. And prayer is that opportunity of communion with God that our hearts agree with God's heart. Okay? Faith. Pray in faith. Well, what does it mean? He says, uh, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you tell this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. <clears throat> if you have faith, what is faith? Faith is belief. It's what you believe. It's what you trust. It's, it's what you know. I shared with you years ago this idea that, that I am who I am because of what I know, and I know what I know because of what I believe. See? What is it I believe? I believe that God is sovereign. Now, I don't get tangled up in all those systems but I believe that God is in control. And so the task of prayer is for me to seek out the will of God and pray for God's will. See? And, and, and the effort of seeking out God's will is, is, is this belief walk, this prayer walk, this get in the presence of God and have an understanding of what God wants in my life, in my family's lives, in, in, in my friends' lives around me. I don't know if you ever listen to me pray. I mean, I pray in y'all's presence all the time. But I'll be honest with you, you'll notice if you pay attention that I'm very selective in my words when I pray. I am very careful that I don't speak for God 
unless God has said it. Okay? So, so what is my faith? My faith is believing God for God's will, for what God wants. God, I trust you. Remember, remember back during the, during the recent viral scare? And I got up one Sunday morning, I went, if that's my last breath, then I'm okay with it. After that worship service, somebody walked up and said, well, if you'd fallen out on the floor, should we have come and done CPR? <laughs> somebody actually said that to me afterwards. I was like, well, no, not particularly during the illustration anyway, right? I mean, I'm making a point here. But you see, I'm going to believe God for God's will, not my will. And so I have to be very careful when I ask for things. Have I asked God to, to heal people before? Sure I have. But you'll notice that a lot of times I will say these exact words. God, I'm going to pray for healing. I'm going to pray for the miraculous because it's what we want. Do You know, ultimately that's saying I'm praying selfishly. Because that's what I want to see, God. And yet, if it's not your will, if it's not for your glory, if it doesn't exalt you, because do you know that sometimes God exalts Himself in ways that we don't imagine? Walking with God. Walking close to God. Staying in fellowship, in faith, in belief, in this, this communion, communication with God allows us to pray in faith for what God wants. Oftentimes I, I, I will tell people, they will ask, well, what do you think this is going to happen? What do you think that's going to happen? You know my answer, right? I don't know beyond this moment what's going to happen. I'm about to sit on this stool, y'all. I have faith in the four wooden legs of this stool and the glue that's been applied to them. My faith is rewarded, right? I knew this was going to happen because I intentionally did it. You see? Walking with God close to God allows me to pray in faith and trust the will of God. If my life is this long, fine. I, I, what would it be like to pray that it's this long? You see my point here? Praying in faith is about agreeing with the will of God. Not trying to get God to agree with your will. Now that's tough because there, there, there's some folks out there in the world says you can just pray anything you want to pray. And God will do it if you just have faith. And then I hear this, and this is the downside of this because here's the response, right? This is point three. Prayer, faith, response. Those are three, three points of the message today. Believe what God wants is best. And I've heard people say, well, God didn't answer my prayer. I guess I didn't have enough faith. Or I know of a, a pastor who said to a Member and it's not here. Just promise you, it's not here. Pastor said to his congregation, well, "If you had enough faith, God would heal you." 
Wow. See, that, that's, that's an indictment. Somebody failed in that picture and the blame's falling on the person. And yet, where do we acknowledge God's will in this? So he says, all right, so the illustration, this is, the, the, this is part of the difficulty of this illustration. Jesus just condemned a fig tree. This is, all right, so this, this, this quote, miracle, because it's a miracle, Jesus spoke the death of a fig tree. It, it, it's in the Gospel of Matthew and it's in the Gospel of Mark. It's the only miracle recorded in the Gospels that is destructive in nature. That Jesus killed a fig tree. So, so what are we supposed to take away from that? I, I just be honest, I've driven an awful lot this week, just so y'all know. I've been to my parents' house twice this week and back. I've had a lot of time to pray and a lot of time to listen, and a lot of time to, to listen to others preach on this. A lot of different theories here. Y'all want to hear them? Here we go. I got a few minutes, so here we go. This fig tree, seemingly a lone fig tree, according to the, uh, the next day when they went out from Bethany in the distance, a fig tree with a fig tree uh, in the morning, seeing a lone fig tree by the road. So there's one fig tree growing alongside the road. It's, both accounts say it's full of leaves. Both accounts say Jesus is hungry. The, the, the Matthew account says uh, that it's not the season. Is it Matthew when it says that? Wait a minute, I'm getting them crossed up in my head. No, it might be the, the Mark one. Hang on. <laughs> Saw the tree, tree. Oh, that, oh, yep, there it is. Okay. It was not the season for figs. Yes, the Mark one, Mark one, sorry. I read them both back and forth all week long. It was not the season for figs. All right, so years and years ago, I heard a preacher preaching on this, and he says, well, he said, if it's in full leafy foliage place, then there are going to be what they refer to as, as fruit buds on the tree. And because, because this is one of God's provisions in nature that hungry people would eat these fruit buds even before they had come to full, let's use the word, fruition, Right? That these buds could be nourishing at least to stop hunger to a degree and, and that poor people, people traveling, people along the way would eat these fruit buds. Okay? One message I listened to said but that because there are different uh, varieties of fig trees, that there are some fig trees that when they're in full leafy whatever, I guess, you know, when they're just producing all their leaves, that they actually have full fruit on it some varieties of fig tree and that only Jesus knew what, what variety of fig tree this was and that Jesus knew that this particular fig tree in full leafy foliage should have fruit on it and it didn't. Okay, well that's, that's acknowledging the omniscience of God. So I'll go with that one, right? I'll go with the one with the little buds on it because as a kid I used to eat crab apples before they were ripe. Anybody know what a crab apple is? That is some nasty piece of fruit if it's not ripe. 
Guess what? It's nasty if it is ripe. That is one sour thing. So you think about approaching this fig tree. Jesus approaches the fig tree tree with, with the expectation that there is something on the fig tree, but the fig tree has no fruit. It only has leaves. All right, are you ahead of me yet? The lesson of the fig tree is about producing fruit, not about the death of a fig tree. See that? Jesus went on and cleaned out the temple, left and came back. Timelines, you know, Mark Matthew reported a little differently. It doesn't mean there's, there, there, there's some inconsistency or some conflict there. What do we got? We got a fig tree. We got no fruit. We got Jesus basically pronouncing the fig tree's death. And yet Jesus says, if you have faith... You can do the same thing to a fig tree. But what does Jesus know that the disciples don't know? Jesus obviously knows God's will for the fig tree. See? There's a a, a famous atheist. His name is Bertrand Russell wrote a statement, something regarding this, and uses this particular passage as the example. That this was just Jesus being vindictive. The tree wasn't supposed to have fruit anyway. And so Jesus, because he wanted fruit, he decided to just curse the tree and kill it. He said, I would never believe and trust in a God who is vindictive like that. Can I tell y'all something? If you want a reason not to believe in God, it's not hard for people to find one. We run into them all the time. Or at least I do. I run into people who just refuse to believe in God. So here's the lesson today, y'all. Prayer is fantastic. It is a great uh, opportunity, avenue, conduit. to to commune with God, the Creator, our Heavenly Father, to be able to spend time in His presence, to be able to seek out His faith, to be able to, 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 to ask questions and discern the will of God in our lives. Prayer is wonderful, and faith is that we are exercising our trust, our our belief that what God wants is best for us, no matter what it is. So I pray in faith, believing that God will do what God wills to do. Don't give up on prayer. Man, that's the one thing that, I don't know, maybe because I'm a pastor, right? There are certain responses that I get all the time. Oh, hey, preacher. Yeah, I know I hadn't been there a long time, but I pray every day. Can I just tell y'all I hear that Hmm? pretty regularly? So a good response to that is, oh, really? What are you praying so I can join you in it? Praying in faith. Uh, The last verse of Matthew, verse 22, says, and if you believe... If you believe what? If you believe that you will get what you ask for 
or if you believe that God will do what God wills to do. You see, folks, we've just got to agree with God. When you pray, make sure you're seeking the will of God before anything else. See, there are things going on, and you guys know it. Y'all are praying for me and my family and, and my multiple trips back and forth to South Carolina, and hey, it just happens that way. You know, uh, my mom, you know, I'm one of those kids that grew up eating everything on his plate. You know why? Mom said so. So one of the uh, words of advice I like to give people is you just got to eat what's on your plate. See? Some things on the plate are challenging, like rutabagas. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was... I was tempted this week, y'all, to get something for dinner that my mom didn't like. And I wanted to say, yeah, I'm feeding you this because you made rutabagas when I was little. <laughs> Just teasing, y'all. But folks, this life that God's given us to live, you see, this gift of every day, we get to hang out with God. We get to communicate with God. God's communicated and spoken to us. I got to make sure I'm not selfish. I've got to make sure that like the Mark passage and, and, and uh, what's your name again? Nick. Nick, uh, Nick brought this out. He said, you know what? He said, he said, right after that, he says, and if you have something against someone, make sure you forgive so that my Father in heaven can forgive you See, you know why I think this is the lesson of this passage is because God knew from the garden that selfishness, self-centeredness, self-indulgence was going to be the greatest sin throughout history. So our prayer in faith is a prayer to believe that God will do what God wills to do. God, what do you want today? God, what do you want me to do today? God, what are we going to do together today? See? That might, that might involve some good things. That might involve some challenging things. But guess what? It's not going to change the fact that I get to hang out with God today. And that's the best day ever. Okay? See, this morning, I'm glad you're here. If you don't know Jesus, see, all of this is the context of the disciplines of our faith. And if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you need that more than you need anything else. You need that before you need anything else. Okay? I talked to uh, somebody on the phone yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, they, they've been coming to the gathering, and they might be here. I don't know. Anyway, I was talking to them, and they said, uh, yeah, we want to join. I said, all right, well, as long as Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, because you understand kind of who we are as the gathering, and as long as you've been buried, you baptized. That's where you go all the way under the water. You can be a member of this gathering. They said, well, not all my family's been baptized. When are you going to do baptism in the ocean again? I said, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is when we start. It'll be cold. But we're going to do baptism Easter Sunday in the ocean. So maybe you're waiting on that. If you are, April 9th, get ready. Okay? But if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Because that's the single greatest need in every life. Is to know Jesus. Pray with me. God, God thank you for today.
Thank you, God, that you are doing great things. God, it's ours to trust you. It's ours to believe you. It's ours to, to, to just surrender ourselves to you and, and, and to go where you go and to, to be a part of what you're doing. God, I thank you for the dilemma of the fig tree. I thank you for the dilemma of the mountain. I thank you, God, that you call us to believe, to trust, to have faith in you. And God, as we walk and surrender, we can ask in faith. And God, you will do what you will do. Thank you for your love this morning. Help us to see it. Help us to give it away so that others know your love. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.